We live in a world where something is always brewing. Knowing that we are not alone in our struggles oftentimes gives us the strength to keep pushing forward. So pour that cup of coffee because you, my friend, are not alone. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. And you know, like my catchphrase is if you don't have a cup of coffee, you need to go get one. I'm sipping on a cup of coffee here. And I think it just just makes the time so much more enjoyable when we're when we're sipping our coffee, right? <laughs> All right, well, let's get down to it. I just wanted to oh, you know what? Pause. A couple housekeeping things. Um, so I have the honor and the privilege of partnering um, with an outreach called Mastering Motherhood. Mamas, if you have never heard of Mastering Motherhood, you need to look it up. It is so great for moms of all walks of life to come together and be a part of community. They have kids care. Each group brings a meal each week. And then there's a book club that you can read together with other moms. And it's you break up into little groups. And then people like me come and do like a main talk for 20 to 30 minutes. And so I had the pleasure of partnering with Mastering Motherhood and I get to go to the various locations all around Connecticut and visit all different groups of moms. So next week I have uh, West Haven and Weathersfield. And so I'm super excited to encourage them and cheer them on in their journey. And so if you've never heard of Mastering Motherhood, mamas, you need to check it out. Um, All mamas calling all mamas attention to the clubhouse. Okay. (laughs) All right. So that was kind of like my housekeeping thing. Oh, also, you can stay updated with all of the events. My website, coreypowers.com. And there's like a subscribe option where you could submit your email address and you'll get weekly emails reminding you of episodes and my speaking engagements. So you can come and have coffee with me live, you know, like, sounds like fun. (laughs) All right. So now that we've gotten the housekeeping stuff out of the way, (sighs) hold on, I need a sip. Big sip. Okay. So today's episode, we're taking a little deep dive. And I find this topic, although it's not talked about a lot, actually is the root cause to so many people's dysfunction and adverse coping mechanisms. I always remember being in high school or, you know, as a young adult, they would always say, the gateway drug is smoking weed. And I would like to challenge that thought with, I feel the gateway drug is actually childhood trauma. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is trauma that we have endured in our lifetime. And whether it's been a physical trauma, whether that's sexual abuse, physical abuse, physical neglect, or emotional trauma that you've endured something, a loss of a loved one, you know, things that just happen in life, being bullied, being being body shamed, being told you weren't good enough over and over, or there maybe there was one instant event that you have a post-traumatic stress trauma from. And all of these things I feel we don't really talk about because like, who really wants to talk about this? Who really wants to talk about something that's scarred us, that's marked us in a way that we've never looked at life the same after? 
oftentimes we want to just put it in a little box and shut the box, put it in the back corner, put shut the door of the back corner closet, walk back down the hall and pretend like that box containing those memories don't exist. I quite frankly did that and felt like I took a black indelible marker and just scribbled over patches of my childhood that I didn't want to remember and didn't want to recall and didn't acknowledge they even existed because it was so painful for me to talk about personally. But I think that we've all endured something that we've been marked by, no no matter how big or small, or you might think that it wasn't a big deal, or you you think it was a big deal, or whatever scale you're kind of judging it by. I think that we've all endured something that has marked us in a way that we're never the same or have never been the same since. And I think it's something that we need to allow ourselves to grieve through and process. When we hide it, it's still back there. It's still simmering on that back burner. I almost feel like it's like that low-grade pain. If you've ever injured yourself and it's like that low throb and people might say like, oh, I have a really high endurance for pain or yeah, it's painful, but like I'm used to it. And that's what we do with our trauma. We've gotten so used to the low-grade pain that we've we've developed this endurance but we're actually using coping mechanisms and some of them are not really great. And if like we just dealt with the root cause and processed the feelings and emotions that derive from the trauma, we would be able to look at life with a different perspective. But because we're filtering our vision through the trauma that we're carrying around with us, everything else that we look at is tainted. And I mean, I don't care if you've had the leave it to beaver upbringing where everything was sunshine and daydreams at your house, but there's been something in your life that was not great. We've all experienced painful things in our lives. And if you feel like you can't think of anything, well, let me just point out a real obvious one is COVID. I feel like everybody was traumatized by by COVID and like being shut in our house for weeks on end. And oh, man, if you don't feel like you were traumatized before that, I feel like everybody gets gets to raise their hand because of COVID. (laughs) Um, Because that was that was a traumatic experience, not knowing what was going to happen next, the uncertainty, the fear factors, all the things that the the news the oh it was just like going to the grocery store like oh man it was like a lot <laughs> and so i think when we have trauma that we have unresolved and undealt with we're holding on to that that throbbing pain that we're not dealing with we're so much easier to get burnt out quicker. Or if somebody touches that nerve, we're so much quicker to react because it's still there, whether whether we want to acknowledge it or not. And sometimes we may not even realize if we when we have trauma that is unresolved, we are so much quicker to burn out because we are trying to keep everything going while holding on to this baggage and pain. And it causes us to respond in ways that we normally wouldn't respond had we not been carrying that pain. But for me with COVID, I actually got like 
neurotic at some point. And I just wanted to see people. And I found myself ordering nonsense on Amazon and just ordering things like having a shipment come every other day. And I got to this point where I was like, why am I doing this? And I realized it would be because I had fear and I just wanted something to look forward to. I was using my Amazon shopping as something to look forward to because during that time, it was like we didn't have a foreseeable end of when we were going to come out of quarantine or whatever, or however long the madness was going to be end. So I started just ordering stuff as something for my mind to look forward to. So I wasn't so fixated on all the uncertainty that was happening in the moment. And so I had to like take a step back. I was like, oh, wow, I'm doing that. And I had to like process that fear and reassure myself and acknowledge that. And then I was like, all right, and now I can be okay with nothing coming. Nothing's coming and that's okay. I have something to look forward to. And then I began to focus my mind on other things that I could look forward to that didn't require me shopping and getting that rush of receiving that instant gratification. But that's what we need to think about. And so that's an example of how I was allowing the trauma of COVID to affect my daily life. But so many other people have their own stories of how the trauma of that world event affected them through loss, through fear of providing, through fear of dying, through fear of living without. And the list can go on and on of how that one circumstances caused that effect on all of us. Um, And that's my example, but I'm using it to show you when we start noticing a pattern that we need to evaluate and check our motives and ask why we're doing something. And if it's a healthy outlet for us to do that. And then we need to give it the weight, give and validate those feelings, but then replace it with something healthy because you don't stop doing things unless you replace them with a good habit. You need to take the old habit and replace it with a new habit or else you're just going to fall back into the same pattern you were in originally. And we need to really question why the reasons why we're responding or reacting a certain way because we have this lens that we're filtering everything through because the trauma has become a part of us we've made it a part of our identity we identify as the trauma that woundedness that victim the divorce or whatever happened in your childhood that scarred you in a way that you were never the same from we carry that when it's unresolved when it's undealt with and when we choose not to acknowledge it. There's other things that has a ripple effect that affects us in our daily lives and our daily thoughts and the way we process and perceive oncoming interactions. But everybody has their thing, whether it's shopping, whether it's eating, what have you. We all have the things that we do that distract us from dealing with the core fear. And listen, it's not easy. I get it. I've been there. I've absolutely been there. I'm having to look something in the face and acknowledging that it happened. But I can tell you on the other side of that, I'm so glad that I did acknowledge that pain. I did acknowledge that bad incident. I did acknowledge how I felt in those moments because acknowledging it and giving it weight, giving it value subtracted from the pain that I was holding on to for all that time simply by acknowledging its effects and its wounds and allowing myself just to grieve through it. And quite honestly, I could not do it alone. 
I I needed God. I needed the Holy Spirit coaching me in how to deal with super deep issues. And so if you don't have a relationship with God, I just challenge you to pr- pray and find out what that's about. Find out how much he loves you and how much he cares for you. And so he has stood by you. He knows every hair on your head. He loves you. He created you. And he has never abandoned you in those trauma moments. He has been right there by your side, grieving over the loss of that innocence with you. And so I know this was a tough topic today, but I just really encourage you to dig deeper, take it to prayer, and ask God to heal you of those things that is so hard to verbalize. But He knows. He knows the pain of your heart, and He loves you, and He wants to hold you through it and bring you into healing. Before I conclude today, I just want to read a passage from a book called The Song of the Birds by Tony D. Mello. And he tells the following story. A man found an eagle's egg and put it in the nest of the barnyard hens. The eaglet hatched with the brood of chickens and grew up with them. All his life, the eagle did what the barnyard's chicks did, thinking he was a barnyard chick. He scratched the earth for worms and insects. He clucked and cackled, and he would thrash his wings and fly a few feet in the air, just as the other chicks did. Years passed, and the eagle grew very old, and one day he saw a magnificent bird above him in the cloudless sky, gliding through, graceful, majestic. The eagle looked up in awe. Who is that? he said. That's an eagle, the king of the birds, said his neighbor. He belongs to the sky. We belong to the earth, for we are chickens. And so the eagle lived, and the eagle died, a chicken, for that's what he thought he was. And I just want us to ponder that little short story and reflect, what are some thoughts and lies that we have allowed to identify us in which we are viewing all of our life experience as a result of trauma or a result of an incident and how we're allowing it to affect who we are now. Over the years, I've used some really great tools to help me through this process, and I'll put some links in my show notes so that you can research and dive in a little deeper yourself, and these things will help guide you through this healing process. Well, thank you so much. And as always, it's a pleasure and an honor to encourage you. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I am your host, Corey Powers. Please follow, share, and review this podcast to help others seeking encouragement. For more information, be sure to check out my website, coreypowers.com. And tune in next time for more Coffee with Corey.